Welcome to the Paranormal Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Thanks for stopping by. This is the place to explore mysteries, investigate the otherworldly, and share stories of the inexplicable and the strange. You see, within the realm of our daily, ordinary lives, there is a paranormal factor always waiting to reveal itself. So let's begin exploring together the truly weird. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining us on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. In this episode, we investigate one of the most haunted locations in the world that just happens to be on a ship, the iconic Queen Mary. The once luxury ocean liner was purchased by the city of Long Beach, California, and permanently docked at the Long Beach Harbor. It was turned into a floating hotel and event center. However, it seems no one realized just how haunted the ship was and is until guests and tourists started having encounters. There have been reports of over 150 ghosts on the Queen Mary ship, and the regularity of sightings of these ghostly spirits suggests some may actually exist. The stateroom is said to smell of cigars and perfume at times. People hear creaking doors, knocks, sudden squeals, laughter, sounds of people talking, whistling in an empty room. Lights flicker on and off. Wet footprints lead from the swimming pool and then just stop abruptly. And, of course, actual apparitions are spotted. And we'll get to the story in just a moment right after I remind you about the Paranormal Factor Podcast Facebook page. Every day, Monday through Friday, there's new paranormal and supernatural material for you to explore. Fans of the show know it's the best place to find monsters, quizzes, film, TV, and book recommendations, and current paranormal news stories from around the world. And hey, if you have the Alexa app, you can easily listen to our episodes by simply saying, Alexa, Play the Paranormal Factor podcast, and you'll be carried away to our latest show. Now, on to our episode. Gerald Reynolds, an assistant tour host on the Queen Mary, knows it is haunted. Many exciting things have happened to me aboard the RMS Queen Mary. I've been patted on the back of my shoulder by unseen hands in the boiler room. I've heard disembodied voices throughout the ship. I even saw an apparition once. And there are plenty of apparitions on this creepy ship to see. The so-called Grumpy loves growling into someone's ear. His breath even feels warm. He doesn't do any harm, and he thinks he's much scarier than he actually is, witnesses say. He can also be found in the pool area where the ghostly children are. Before he becomes visible, a strong scent of cigarettes is smelled. The yellow man with the hat is a very unpleasant figure that roams the hallways. Now, he hasn't done any harm, but he's said to be very creepy with a bad vibe. He's also very tall and has a yellowish color. He wears a mobster-style hat, adding to his menacing appearance. His eyes are yellow and his teeth, they're rotten. And be careful because he does like to scare people, especially with his grin and those ugly-looking teeth. He likes to walk by you, turn around, and give you a sinister smile. There's also a neatly clothed gentleman often seen at the bar. He's trying to get the crew's attention by clearing his throat. When he is noticed, he disappears. 
In the ballroom, a white lady is often seen. She loves to dance and wears a white evening dress. The white lady appears to have been very young and lovely when she died. She usually stays close to the piano, but is seen in the hallways as well. The white lady confidently walks up to you, and when she's in the stairway area, she trips and disappears. Could she have died falling down the stairs? And these are just a few of the numerous ghosts that have appeared to visitors and crew members. But before we get to some more of those, let's hear a little bit about the ship itself. The Queen Mary sailed on her maiden voyage on 27 May 1936 and won the Blue Riband Award that August, given to the passenger liner crossing the Atlantic Ocean with the record highest average speed. She lost the title to SS Normandy in 1937, but recaptured it in 1938, holding it until 1952. With the outbreak of World War II, she was converted to a troop ship and ferried Allied soldiers during the war. Following the war, Queen Mary was refitted for passenger service and, along with Queen Elizabeth, commenced the two-ship transatlantic passenger service for which the two ships were originally built. The two ships dominated the transatlantic passenger transportation market until the dawn of the jet age in the late 1950s. But by the mid-1960s, Queen Mary was aging and was operating at a loss. After several years of decreased profits from the Cunard Line, Queen Mary was officially retired from service in 1967. She left her Southampton home in the UK for the last time on October 31, 1967, and sailed to the port of Long Beach, California, where she was permanently moored. The city of Long Beach bought the ship to serve as a tourist attraction, featuring restaurants, a museum, and a hotel. The city contracted out management of the ship to various third-party firms over many years. However, the city took back operational control in 2021 when the current operator filed for bankruptcy, and it was found that extensive repairs were needed to keep the ship from sinking. Queen Mary is now permanently moored as a tourist attraction, hotel, museum, and event facility in Long Beach, and has been doing quite well, aided no doubt by its infamous reputation as a top haunted location. Following Queen Mary's permanent docking in California, claims began to be made that the ship was very haunted. In fact, in 2008, Time magazine included the Queen Mary among its top 10 most haunted places. One of the staterooms is alleged to be haunted by the spirit of a person supposedly murdered there. The Queen Mary Hotel promotes room B340, a former third-class cabin, as notoriously haunted. More on that in a few moments. Reports of hearing children crying in the nursery room used as the third-class playroom and a mysterious splash noise in the drained first-class swimming pool are often mentioned. There's also said to be the spirit of a young girl who drowned in the second-class pool and continues to haunt the pool room on board the ship. A young woman by the name of Sarah was said to have been murdered in the first-class women's change rooms by an unknown man and also haunts the pool area. In 1966, 18-year-old engineer John Petter was crushed by a watertight door in the engine room during a fire drill, and his ghost is said to haunt the ship. And it's also reported that men screaming and the sound of metal crushing against metal can be heard below decks at the extreme front end of the bow. Those who have heard this believe it to be the screams of the sailors aboard HMS Curacao, one of her escort ships during World War II, 
at the moment the light cruiser was split in half by the liner when the two collided in October 1942. Well, there are dozens of deaths said to have taken place on the Queen Mary since its maiden voyage. And accordingly, legend holds that several areas on board have been home to hauntings in general and apparitions in particular. There have been reports of over 150 ghosts on the Queen Mary ship, and going by the consistency in the sightings of these paranormal spirits, there seems to be a lot of truth to the ship being a ghostly hotspot. People have experienced drastic temperature changes when they enter certain parts of the ship, such as near the second-class pool, the haunted stateroom, the shaft alley, and the adjacent bathroom. On the Queen Mary, there's no shortage of locations said to be haunted. Stateroom B340. This stateroom was a problem long before the Queen Mary opened as a hotel. In 1948, a British third-class passenger, Walter J. Adamson, passed away in the room under unknown circumstances. Later, in 1966, a woman staying in the room reported that she was woken up when the bed covers were pulled off of her and she saw a man standing at the foot of her bed. She screamed and rang for the steward, but the man apparently vanished into thin air. In the years since, guests have reported hearing knocking on the door in the middle of the night and seeing bathroom lights mysteriously turn on and off. Even the hotel staff have made reports of bathroom water running when no one had stayed in the room for days and on one occasion, of bed covers being pulled off right in front of them after the bed had just been made. It's not uncommon that some unseen force tugs your clothes. Cabin B340 is infamous on the ship and notorious for being its most haunted location. While someone was possibly murdered in the room, what exactly happened is unknown. Some of the paranormal activity is believed to be the result of the murder of an eight-year-old girl. It's so active that in 1976, staying in it was prohibited. The room was closed to guests for many years, but it has since reopened, and you can take your chances by staying in it overnight, if you dare. The Maritania Room In 1989, two women were sent to clean this lounge for a VIP reception. When they entered the room, they found a guest sitting silently on a chair in the middle of the dance floor. When a third woman came in to help with the cleaning, she remarked that the guest was staring, and she asked him to move. As the employees started to call security, the guest faded into thin air right in front of them, and all three women reported seeing it happen at the same time. The Mayfair Room this room was once the ship's beauty salon, but now it's used as office space for hotel employees. And as you'll see, it is not very popular with the ship's personnel. In 2001, a member of the accounting staff came in early to work, at 5.30 a.m. to be exact, and simply felt like something was off. She went about her office tasks before sitting down at her desk and feeling unusually cold. Later, she felt someone brush up against the back of her chair, but no one was there but her. Just minutes after that, the woman saw a transparent figure in white walk across the room and pass through the door. Needless to say, the employee grabbed her keys and fled the room until her co-workers arrived. And in the Queen's Salon, 
A beautiful young woman in an elegant white evening gown has often been seen dancing alone in the shadows of the corner of the room. The Swimming Pools Its first and second class swimming pools are two more popular spots for the Queen Mary's ghostly guests. Though neither is utilized today for their original purpose, spirits appear to be unaware that the pool is now closed. This now-abandoned onboard pool was once the epitome of luxury, with an illuminated fountain, a mother-of-pearl ceiling, and elaborate mosaic tiles. The pool is no longer in use because of California code issues, but that doesn't stop it from being one of the focuses of paranormal activity on the ship. In the first-class swimming pool, women often appear in 1930s-style swimming suits, wandering around the deck near the pool. Witnesses have reported the sounds of splashing and observed wet footprints leading from the deck to the changing rooms. Some have also spotted the spirit of a young girl clutching her teddy bear. In the second-class pool room, the spirit of another little girl named Jackie has often been seen and heard. Allegedly, the doomed girl drowned in the pool during the ship's sailing days and allegedly refused to move on, as her voice and laughter have been captured here often. However, author and paranormal investigator Cher Garman points out that there are no known drownings to have ever occurred on the ship, although she says Jackie is there. Two ghostly soldiers also haunt the swimming pool area. They've been seen talking to each other, and they're known to straighten guests' clothes if they think they look untidy. People have reported seeing a number of other apparitions here, including a young woman in a tennis skirt walking downstairs and disappearing behind a pillar, a woman in an old wedding gown next to the pool with a little boy in a suit, and a cloud of steam appearing out of nowhere along with a little girl in a blue and white dress who disappears in an instant. Boiler Room Number 4 Several people have reported seeing a little girl in this area, sometimes sucking her thumb and sometimes with a doll in hand. Whether or not the room is haunted by that little girl, the stories are enough to make staff avoid it and guests often choose to stay away. Hatch Door Number 13 This hatch door is known as Shaft Alley, and it was the site of a gruesome accident where a crewman was crushed to death. One night in 1966, the watertight doors in the engine and boiler rooms were ordered to be closed as part of a fire drill. About five minutes later, an 18-year-old crew member from Yorkshire was found crushed in the door of Hatch 13, trapped with his arms pinned to his side. Although the man was freed and carried to the hospital ward, it was too late. He showed signs of crushing injury on his arms, chest, and pelvis. He was bleeding from his nose, indicating internal bleeding. He was injected with morphine to relieve his pain, but died sadly shortly after. It was an awful death. His ghost is now regularly seen around the area, with people reporting the sound of someone running behind them and whistling. Others making contact with the doomed crewmen notice spots of grease that look like fingerprints on their faces. Some have seen out of the corner of their eye a figure of a bearded man in blue coveralls that could be the man who died and several others have said they saw an engineer wandering the hallways asking if guests had seen his wrench. But when they went back to find him, he had disappeared into thin air. 
So these areas have seen frequent visitations by ghosts and are the main basis for believing the ship is truly haunted. But is it? Skeptics think otherwise. So is the ship really haunted? Skeptics, as usual, don't think so. They point to more ordinary explanations for the alleged hauntings aboard the Queen Mary. Skeptical Inquirer writer John Champion has criticized the haunted tours, calling them a cynical exploitation of the space. He notes that much effort is put into promoting the ship as a haunted attraction, while efforts to explain or preserve the factual history of the ship are somehow pushed to the wayside. Center for Inquiry investigator Joe Nickel attributes the Queen Mary's haunting legends to pareidolia, imagined mental images triggered by subjective feelings. And, he says, daydreaming states commonly experienced by workers such as hotel staff doing repetitive chores can cause hallucinations. Nickel believes staff and visitors regularly take normal appearances of lights and shadows and material patterns and twist what they are actually seeing to fit their ghostly beliefs and meet their expectations to witness something paranormal. According to skeptic Chris Purley, recordings of disembodied voices by ghost hunters are merely ordinary voices being carried through thinly constructed, weight-saving ship walls. Purley began working as a tour guide on the Queen Mary in 2015 and revised the Haunted Encounters tour script to counter various legends and stories with facts directly from the ship's logs, such as records of documented fatalities. One legend claims that a little girl haunts the first and second class pools. However, Purley found that no deaths were recorded in either pool. Another legend is that two daughters murdered by their father in 1959 haunt room B474 and the surrounding corridors. However, Purley's research revealed the room was originally two second class cabins before the start of the ship's conversion in 1967. And the murder-suicide? He found it had actually taken place in Roanoke, Virginia in 1964, and not aboard the ship. So, listeners, is the Queen Mary really haunted? Or is it a case of thousands of instances of just imaginations running wild? And what about actual apparitions making appearances aboard the ship? It's certainly true that given the right timing, Light and shadow can appear to be something it's not, and the desire to have an experience can make a person more susceptible to actually seeing something that just isn't there. If you believe in spirits of the dead, and you're amped up to see a ghost, there's a good chance of a self-fulfilling prophecy there that you will see something, even if it isn't really there. On the other hand, sometimes encountering the supernatural really does happen. And there are so many sightings on the Queen Mary by people from all walks of life, it's hard to believe all of them are merely mistakes. Regardless of what you think about the possibility of ghosts, a lot of them, on the Queen Mary, there is no denying the old ship has a new lease on life as a famed paranormal vessel for the dead. The day the Queen Mary was christened in 1934, a well-known English psychic by the name of Lady Mabel Fortescue Harrison predicted the following. The Queen Mary will know her greatest fame and popularity when she never sails another mile or carries another fair-paying passenger. It appears that prediction came true. At least 49 passengers and crew members that we know of 
died when the Queen Mary sailed as a passenger ship, and it would seem many of them have never left. Postscript The Queen Mary operates a number of commercial tours that include haunted attraction experiences, such as Dark Harbor, which operates during the Halloween season, the Haunted Encounters Tour, and the Ghosts and Legends Tour, promoted as featuring terrifying original stories and characters based on the ship's well-known paranormal tales. So, if you're in Long Beach and are up for a spooky time, you might want to drop in on the Queen Mary and its many spirits. Well, in our next story, we travel back to Mexico, where chupacabras roam, brujos practice magic, and UFO sightings are prolific, to bring you the story of the mysterious Zona del Silencio, the Mexico Zone of Silence. It's a weird spot in northern Mexico where radio signals die, compasses spin, and legends abound of aliens walking among us. We'll tell you how it was discovered, some of the weird happenings there over the years, and what's going on today. So join us next time to hear all about Mexico's extremely strange zone of silence, right here on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. And now it's time for the episode quiz. It is quiz time, so here we go. Antonio Villas Boas is best known for what? Is it A, originator of the Ouija board? B, first modern ghost hunter? C, first to spot the Yeti? Or D, claim of alien abduction? Once again, Antonio Villas Boas is best known for what? Is he the originator of the Ouija board? The first modern ghost hunter? The first to spot the Yeti? Or did he have a claim of alien abduction? And the answer is... D. A claim of alien abduction. Well, if you listened in last week, you knew the answer to this one right away. We gave you the full story of the outrageous claims of Antonio Villas Boas. Boas was a Brazilian farmer working his fields at night to avoid the hot temperatures during the day. In October 1957, he claimed he saw a spacecraft land and aliens disembark. They then captured and abducted him. The usual alien abduction story unfolded being held against his will, medically invasive procedures performed on his person, and, well, you know the drill. But what you likely don't know is the absolutely stunning conclusion to his experience, an account that was so incredible and unique that to this day it sets this tale of alien abduction apart from all others. What was it that happened? Well, check out Season 3, Episode 40 to find out here on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. Well, that'll do it for this episode. A theme song is Knockers by Cinco, courtesy of Upbeat Music. Hey, before you leave, if you could, please do me just two favors. First of all, if you did enjoy the show, please leave a like on your favorite listening application. And secondly, if you liked what you heard, please spread the word. Love to have some new listeners out there to join you. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Keep your eyes open for the unusual folks, and thanks for stopping by. <laughs>